Welcome to the Community Services Connection podcast, an informative podcast for those who live, work, and play in our paradise. We're covering everything from recreation and pools, libraries and history, parks and natural resources, and the UF IFAS Extension Office of Charlotte County. I'm Brianna Benavenga, and it is Water Safety Month. So today on the podcast, we have Katie and Caitlin, two of our aquatic coordinators here with us. Hello. Hi. So my name is Katie Meyer. I am an aquatic coordinator here in Charlotte County. I've worked for the county for about 10, 11 years or so. Been in aquatics the whole time. Um, I've been in aquatics probably for about 12 years, and um, I've been an aquatic coordinator for four or five years. My name's Caitlin. I am the aquatic coordinator of South County Regional Pool. I started with Charlotte County in 2011 um, as a part-time lifeguard. I've worked on and off for the county since then. I was a full-time lifeguard under Katie Meyer um, for five years at Port Charlotte Beach before I became an aquatic coordinator about a year ago at South County. I'm sure between all of that experience, you've seen a lot of unsafe things happening at the pools and people may not realize what they're doing is not safe yes we've seen the good the bad and the ugly that's for sure so may is water safety month and so we recognize some of the ways that we can be safe in the water so what are some of the ways that charlotte county promotes safety in and around our pools so we have certified american red cross lifeguards at all of the charlotte county pools and we always make sure we practice preventative lifeguarding. And so what that means is trying to prevent any accident or injury around the water. So making sure we're enforcing the rules if a kid needs a life jacket or making sure that the parents are nearby to possibly prevent a drowning, to prevent any accidents happening. We also have a lot of rules at our facility that are posted as soon as you walk in um, that are there to protect the patrons and the children that come to our facilities. Like if you need a life jacket, we provide life jackets at all of the pools. Um, we only allow children to wear Coast Guard approved life jackets. We don't allow things like inflatables that could pop while being used. And you would think that inflatable, people think inflatable and they're like, oh, this is safe. It's a flotation device. So that's not the case. No, no, no. And I even know when I was a kid, my mom would put me in my little rubber tube and take me out to the ocean. But um, no, we don't allow that at the facility. Another thing we don't allow for a very similar reason is we don't allow kids to have noodles. And sometimes I hate having to tell parents this because it just sounds like we're mean. But I mean, in theory, it's almost it's like a life jacket that's not Coast Guard approved. The noodle you could be have it under your kids' armpits, and then they get a little off balance and they fall off the noodle, and that's what they were solely relying on to stay afloat. We offer swimming lessons too here, right? We offer swim lessons all throughout the spring and summer at our three regional pools: South County, Centennial Park, and Ann and Chuck Deaver Regional Pool. So our swim lessons consist of eight thirty-minute lessons. And those go on for about two weeks, and then the third week is reserved for makeups. We do also offer a scholarship that brings the cost of the swim lessons from $45 down to $5 for the eight 30-minute lessons. And anyone that can prove they get any type of government assistance can qualify for that scholarship. Oh, that's great. And so we're just reaching more families and giving people more opportunities to be safe 
in and around the water. Yes, that is what we're trying to do. According to the CDC, in the United States, more children ages 1 through 4 die of drowning more than any other cause of death. Especially, I feel like, in Florida, that has to be pretty high. Yeah, I was going to say the rate is definitely worse in Florida. So what factors make drowning more likely? Levels of supervision. Just because you come to one of our facilities and we have lifeguards doesn't mean that you shouldn't be in the water with your children, playing with them, paying attention to how often they're going underwater, how long they stay underwater. We encourage safe playing at the facilities. So there's something called shallow water blackout when children are trying to hold their breath longer than each other underwater. We try to not encourage that kind of behavior at our pools. Supervision is a big one. What do we do as a county to promote safe swimming? I know that we have, if you don't sign up for swimming lessons, we offer the world's largest swimming lesson. Is that a free event? It is a free event. We've been doing it for a few years now. This year it's going to be on Thursday, June 22nd. Save the date. Save the date, yes. The World's Largest Swim Lesson is a really cool event that everybody all over the world can participate in. Um, It's technically trying to do a swim lesson all at the same time, but with different time zones, it's all just recorded in the same day. But it's just to promote water safety and swim lessons. Um, But it's a fun event that is free. You can bring your kids. We have multiple instructors in the water doing a free 30-minute swim lesson. Um, The kids get to interact with each other and the instructors. It's just a really fun thing to be a part of. I mean, that takes place at all of our pools, Centennial Park and Chuck Regional Park and South County Regional Pool. So we've talked about supervision, but there must be other layers that people can take and other precautions people can take to protect against drowning. What are those layers of protection? The next layer of protection is pool fencing making sure there is a physical barrier between your the pools and children. That's especially important here in Florida because you can just walk out your lanai and a toddler or somebody who doesn't know how to swim can walk right out into the pool. So it's really important that you have that mesh fence I think a lot of people have up all of the time, especially if you have little kids coming over. It's really important that people get into the habit of always latching it back, not keeping it open, um... And making it a routine to make sure it's safe and secure. And if you don't have that fence, I remember growing up, we had a pool and my mom's rule was always, we can't even be inside the fence in pool area without like a floaty or a life jacket or something. And just in case we fell in. Yeah, that's, that's a great rule. Another thing that you can do to prevent any accidents around your home is to add a door alarm to that pool like the slider, like if you have an alarm system. Yes. That way you know it rings through the house. You know when anyone's opening that slider door. So what are some of the other ways that uh, people can prevent drowning? So the American Red Cross actually came out with the Circle of Drowning Prevention Guide um, that offers layers of protection that are essential to help prevent drowning. Uh, the first, it's among some of the stuff we've already talked about. Um, providing close and constant attention to your children, supervise them in or near around the water. Uh, we talked about fencing pools and spas with adequate barriers, making sure children can't get under, over, or through those barriers. Um, learning, swimming, and water safety survival skills. Uh, we already talked about how we offer these swim lessons at our pool. 
and the world's largest swim lesson. And children are inexperienced swimmers and boaters should wear U.S. Coast Guard approved life jackets, which is the only thing we allow children to wear at our facilities. And to always swim in a lifeguarded area. Going back to what Caitlin said, the first layer in the circle of drowning prevention, providing close and constant attention to children um, that you are supervising near and around the water. This is the birthday parties or maybe family reunions at grandma's house, at the neighbor's house. So <clears throat> I've just heard about this a lot. Um, people always think that someone else is watching the kids um, or there's 15 adults around. Someone else is watching the kid. I'm going to run to the bathroom. Um, you guys should always assign a water, a specific water watcher that they're essentially the lifeguard at the party. I know it sounds a little silly, but <clears throat> so many tragedies have happened when there's people surrounded by all the kids. Well, unfortunately, it's not always obvious when someone's drowning, especially in younger kids. So water watcher is a good thing to have. And is there anything that people should keep an eye out for, for when it's not obvious? Like, what are some of the signs? Um, honestly, bobbing up and down. I mean, before you get into really deep water, if a child's drowning and you might not recognize it, they could be bouncing off the bottom of the pool, still getting their head above water to get one breath or two breaths and going right back down. Um, yeah, it's not so obvious. It can, yeah, it can look different. It can look like bobbing, what Caitlin said. It could be that classic kind of flailing, pushing the arms out to the side. Climbing a tilting ladder. Tilting the head back, almost like climbing a ladder. Um, it could be someone just slips underwater and doesn't move at all. They just sink. The water watcher should always be paying attention, not reading a book or on the cell phones. Which is so hard because we're, we all know that we're all sitting by the yes. pool and watching whatever we're scrolling Instagram on Facebook and so yeah being present I think is a huge yes. huge thing is it true or false the they say don't go in the pool after eating lunch or is false. it it's false yeah. so yeah. you won't cramp up and like immediately drown if you no! go no. swimming after you eat a sandwich no. <laughs> okay I think all of our parents scared us that's so growing fun. up yes. yeah I mean so you don't want to eat like a full-on meal and then try and swim laps it's like running it's like running yeah yeah Okay, yeah. so it's just for, like, getting tired or cramping purposes. Right. Heartburn. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure where that came from, but no. I, yeah, I can't imagine it's good to, like, go to a buffet and then go swim a bunch of laps, but even just swimming normal. It, it came from giving the water watcher a break. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Well, thank you both for being here today. I hope everybody can take these tips from today from Katie and Caitlin and practice them not only at our pools, but at their own homes. We hope that everybody has a safe summer. And if you have any questions, you can call any one of our recreation centers at any time. And one of our aquatic coordinators would be happy to walk you through any of our safety tips. Also, if you're passionate about water safety like we are, you can come apply to be a lifeguard at any one of our facilities.